Welcome to GNT. Today, Warren Buffett is investing in Apple. Google has dropped a new AI, and we have a great Star Wars movie coming. We're about to talk about it all. Let's go. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Geek Nerd Tech. This is America. Woo! Don't catch you slipping now. Welcome to Black Hollywood Live. This is Geek Nerd Tech, also known as GNT, where we break down the best technology, geek, and popular culture there is in the land. I'm Akili Shine, your host, and I'm here with my man Joe Braswell. What's up? Yes, sir. We back hey, in the man. building, man. Back in the building. All right. Hey, man, we got a lot to cover today. I say we just cover. jump right into it. Let's do it. Before we do that, man, Uh-oh. that song, man. Yes. This is America. Yes. Childish Gambino. Yes. You see the video? Of course. What you think? I I did a, I did a, a rare uh, uh, Instagram post about it. I did oh, like, rare. I did like a Steve Berry type post. It's like childish Gambino is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that post. Like you you did like a you did like a write up. I, I, yeah, I, I, po- oh. I posted a clip from the video okay. and I said because when it dropped like that same day as Internet Live, it was just everyone was posting about going nuts about it. And I'm right, like, right. I got it. And everybody's doing this, but I got to do it too. Right. Like, he is the personification of the word artist. Like, he is really coming with it. And, you know, he's a true polymath. And in, in, this, in this, all this talk and well, the world genius is being thrown around and hate to sort of have to have to drag Kanye in this, but, like, you know, the timing with Kanye's meltdown and the, and the rise of Gambino is like, you know... I yeah, one hundred percent. I totally I mean, agree. He's the best TV show on right now, and, and super creative off you know TV show. He's got music that's that, that's crazy, and he's fucking Lando Calrissian. Uh, and he forgot two other things. He's also on the Lion King. He's doing stage. That's right. He's on the and, Lion King, and he has his own. Uh, anim- well, I don't know if it's going to go, but he had his own animation. He was doing Deadpool for Fox. Yeah, yeah, that, that, it, got, that it got canceled. It canceled. Yeah, yeah, and then also, uh, and oh, well, by the way, he wrote for Thirty Rock and started the Community. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think his rise is incredible. Yeah. I mean, from a guy that was just, you know, like you just said, had a, had a small role on a TV show, but now being expansive in all these different categories and like killing it, like and killing yeah. it in his own way. Like he's not yeah. a carbon copy. Like he's literally it's his own DNA in each of the things that he does. And I think that's really impressive. And I, I love the fact that he took such such a risk with this concept and and, and dealing with these issues. Almost at the height of his career, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see artists that really do that. And the fact that he did it in a very, like, simplistic way, um, like the lyrics of the song are in your face. Right. Like, even, I mean, it's all visuals. It's all symbols. Man, it's all and symbols. It's, and it's communicating to us on so many levels. Yeah. It's dope, man. It's directed by his boy Hero, who's yep. his partner on... Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. And yeah, I just got to say one thing. This is sort of a, I don't know, a bit of a mea culpa on my part. I remember him coming up and I was really one of those dudes who every step of the way and I was like I was a, a Donald Glover fan I, lo- I love Community uh, you know I love I love Troy I loved uh, you know his early improv stuff uh, but I thought every every step of the way Community I'm like oh yeah, this is what he should be doing because he's a sketch comedy guy kind of on the fringe kind of a hipster sketch comedy this makes sense Yeah. and then when it was like oh by the way he's putting out an album I was like wait what he's trying to rap Nah, he can't rap. Like, why is he trying to rap? Right, like right, Troy right. from Community. Right. Like, he ain't even he ain't even like that. Like, we try to rap. Yeah. And then, then like he had a stand up special on a, on a Showtime. Like, he got a stand up special an hour. He can't know. He know Richard Pryor. Man. Like, like, he can't do that. Like, he can't rap and he can't do the stand up. And he did it. And the, yeah. And then yeah. it was like, oh, and by the way, he's quitting Community. I'm like, to do what? Focus yeah. on his music. Good luck with that, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong on every front. Um, and I think that's the cool thing about <laughs> about him is that. I think a lot of artists literally are cookie cutters. They they you know essentially put in the program. It's formulaic. Right. They do what they do. What's in the landscape versus him? Like okay, this is the landscape. I'm gonna do something completely different. And that's yes. why it works because no one's doing that. Like no one's like a true identity. And like he has his own identity. And so I think it's re- it's refreshing. It's like yeah. it's even though it's like sometimes weird or it's different. Like that's refreshing. That's yeah. dope. You it, know? it is refreshing. And then to go away and then come back and to be like here's Atlanta. And I was like oh yeah. When I'm perfect. I'm like that's okay. Don Glover has a show, Atlanta, okay, that doesn't make no sense, but Troy from Community, I was still hung up on that. Or like yeah. this millennial rap dude. And then um, last but not least, when um, when Awaken My Love came out, 
and Questlove did a big long post, and I, it was the same. I read this that, and I thought the same thing. He was like, I I clicked on this thing looking for some millennial rap shit, and he came yeah. out with some Sly Stone shit. Exactly. Like, what's happening? And then the fact that he does that at every turn just sort of confounds us. Yeah. Uh, you know, subverts our expectations, and while doing that, puts out excellent product. That's right. Is pretty insane and dope. Yeah. And then so now, then I went back, and I don't really shut up after this. Then I had to go back. And listen to you know the that first Gambino record, the second Gambino record, and I'm like, oh, this is good. Yeah, like I was trying it, to hate it, on it, it the whole up. time. It holds up. It's like kind of good. And then I went back and started watching some of those videos. I'm him, him and Hero did. I was like, oh, they're like doing some exactly. some some Michelle Gondry shit. They're yeah. like they're like doing some art. And so if I, if I take a one large step back and then think of all of that, yeah. from sketch comedy to Thirty Rock to comedian to album to community to Atlanta to all this shit to like This Is America to Waking My Love to this new song to, to Lando Spider-Man. to Spider Man, yeah. I'm like, where where was I? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like it's definitely masterfully done. I feel like his brother is is a, is a huge part of his success. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't really get too much. No. Like visibility, but I think that's on purpose too. But I think I feel Brothers like one uh, doing the paperboy rap actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like though they have an incredible team, and that's that speaks to uh, I guess the like the brain trust philosophy or having like this hive thinking where like you that. know you you stay you stick to you stick to the people that that you know if, if it ain't broke don't fix it. You stick with the people that you come up with, and you 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 build that on the, build upon that chemistry and. That's how you come up with something that's unique and different because yeah. you have you have that fluidity. It's almost like with Jay Z. Jay Z's worked with the same people since he came in the game. Yep, that's why he's successful. Okay. But hey, I'll tell you another thing that's Shout successful. Shout out to Todd Emery. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> another another uh, person, another company that's successful is Amazon and Jeff Bezos, Man. and they are raking in the money, Joe. Profits have swelled to one point six billion dollars. And it's beyond, you know, just them being like the internet shopping destination. It's yeah. their cloud computing services yep. and their ad um, a- advertising business. Like this is a huge thing, man. Like the fact that they are, they have these huge government contracts. Like they have Smithsonian. They do all the cloud computing for Smithsonian, the CIA, my man. And now, and now they 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 have a job. They have a bid out to do everything for the military, the whole government, the whole Pentagon. And so, That's like weird. the thing, the thing that people are upset about is that, like, hey, is it, is it becoming more of a monopoly where this one company has literally forty yes. percent of the market yeah. of, of cloud computing? Yeah. It so, is. will they break them up? Is the question. Uh, not with Trump's in office, first of all. Not with Trump's. Trump's no, in, Trump is the biggest, uh, biggest like cr- critique of Jeff Bezos. I, well, because he's liberal, but I, but I think that this is right in line with Trump's sort of like. No regulations. Let corporations do their thing. Like government, and this is—I mean, you know—specifically uh, partisan politics aside, Republicans' identity <coughs> are based on the idea of that. You know, businesses should be businesses. All these pesky regulations, man. Take all these regulations out. Businesses will the police themselves. Let them, let them, let them do that. Let the, let the people decide. Woo! Free market. Like, don't have the government do deciding, which is, which is just bullshit. Uh-oh. I want safe meat. I want safe roads. You know, uh, but I want safe airplanes. I like the government inter- intervening. But uh, I think that, yeah, the Bezos thing is weird to me. I think, well, first of all, this is just goes into this strategy, and then Google has a very similar strategy, it feels like, which is kind of like, it goes something like this. I'm just going to lay in the cut and have this one business, be it YouTube or a bookstore or in Facebook's case, you know, the, the social network. But really, the, the, the commodity is data. I'm going to collect all this data from all these different data points, from all these different individuals and people, and I'm going to come up with solutions to be able to move that around. And all the solutions that he came up with along the way, the innovations they did in order to be able to sell books yeah. and then sell products and then deliver products, yeah. all those innovations you had to come up with, with along the way, allows you to have the most efficient internal thing that that's more efficient than anybody else. So so the fact that he's like, we're going to take our internal thing and share it with you because we are, our shit is so efficient. I keep going back to the post office. Our shit is so efficient. Mm-hmm. We can do your job and you're doing your job, government. Yeah. So why don't you just fuck with us? Yeah, they created the, a model. They created the infrastructure to be able to have 
the fluidity of information. Right. I mean, because it's all about it's all about communication and the, and the channel of communication. Because often we talk about government, a lot yeah. of it is segmented, and there's not there is no fluidity. It's like you have to go through these different kind of like almost rabbit holes to, to have a conversation with someone from a different department. Yeah. Versus, hey, have something that has the infrastructure that can have that conversation in a more fluid way. And that's yeah. what he's been able to do with his Amazon Web Services. This is so. This is like, is he going for? I mean, I don't remember. Is he going for the Oracle? Oracle's head? Like, is Oracle more storage, or is he going for like? No storage. Like, yeah, it's, he's it's, going for Oracle. It's cloud commu- computing. They they high. They have forty percent of the market. Damn. Then this is without the new contract. So if they this, get the Pentagon, it'll push them over fifty percent. So Cisco and Oracle, who are who are giants, they're going. They may be going down. I mean, they're not bigger than Amazon. Amazon is the biggest right. company but this in terms is, of cloud th- computing. This is the thing that concerns me with Google and Amazon, and to some extent Facebook, like. They're so big once, and they've got so like Amazon especially like has just so many all these giant data, every giant you know centers and data centers and like warehouses and That's like right. all you know. And once they decide to set their sights on whatever business model they want to set their sights on, they can probably do it more efficiently than whoever's doing it. Man, like when so when Jeff feels like you know I'm gonna start making cars. Hey. I'm gonna make cars for everybody. Exactly. Like Ford, Chevrolet, forget it. I'm gonna make cars for everybody. Or like, uh, I'm gonna make microphones now. Like, he, they, they have the ability because because right now they're delivering stuff. The next move for Amazon is to start manufacturing stuff. It's space tourism. Well, what? yes, but I mean, but like, but at a certain point, they can just turn their sites to why don't we just manufacture the shit and then ship it? Yeah, make this, why all, we just all, buy all channels of, of 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 product development and distribution. Why don't we, why don't we just buy up all these? Uh, why don't we just buy up all these existing, you know, manufacturer places in China and have them all be Amazon factories? Yeah, they got and, the cash flow for it and supply and then put Walmart out of business. I mean, like this is the kind of stuff that like is weird to me. And I and what I what I say to this is, it's all fun and games. Like the power that this is my warning. I heed that we we just don't know what this looks like. The power that Zuckerberg Zuckerberg as the thirty year old has with his company Facebook is all well and good. And Jeff Bezos wields with um, with Amazon and uh, what's the two guys with Google. It's all well and good as long as they retain the ownership. What happens if uh, a Donald Trump type person? What if, what if like Chris Christie somehow or, or what, 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 what if the Koch brothers? What if the Koch brothers bought Amazon? Impossible. I'm just saying. It's like, impossible. I just, it's, it's, too like it's too big. It's too big. It's too big. Like Jeff Bezos is the richest richest man in the world. Richest right. person in the world. No but one's going to buy like it. As long as Jeff Bezos is running that company with his with his sort of benevolent. You know, leadership. What if, what if, you know, like Game of Thrones, what if the wicked, what if Cersei starts running that joint? You know, like, uh, or Facebook. What if what the next person that buys, what someone buys, what if some Russian oligarch buys Facebook? You know, because I guess they're not for sale, but that's stuff I worry about. It's too big. I, don't, I think it's too big to be sold. But I think, I think another interesting point I want to throw at you is like, okay, in the, in the, in the era of industrialists, when, you know, you started looking for like natural resources, like mm-hmm. steel. And so, like, hey, I, I found a, a piece of a piece of land that's giving me all the steel, right? And I'm able to manufacture this. And now, I, pretty much, I have ownership of all steel. I could build these right. railroads and all. I could build all these buildings. And there's no competition because I own the natural resource. Right. But with this, like, he created something with his own brain, right. intellectual property. Let me figure out how I can change how people shop, how people, you know, distribute information, like. How how is that the same as an industrialist? Where like okay, I own the land that the resources is taking from versus like the ownership of this idea came from my brain. Yeah, it's 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 wild, and it's 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 just it's the new, these are the new titans, man. This is the <laughs> new. I mean, the war is not being fought like in in natural resources <coughs> like you know steel and iron and gas. Exactly. I mean, all the Rockefellers and the and the Carnegies and all those people mm-hmm. who made all that money, you know, doing all that shit. You know, uh, there there's you know. This this is the new. I mean, it's more like hearse. It's more like you know the the hearse of the, the right, newspapers right, right. Exactly. because you got, you're, you're trading an information right. and then turning that into an empire. Right. That is, I mean, you know, the hearse the hearses are yeah still paid exactly forever paid. Here's an interesting story, man. I want to throw at you as well. So we talk about all the time on the show Uber, its ups and downs, its peaks and valleys how sophisticated it once was and even how it's trying to innovate now. But one thing that's really interesting is like, man, all these accusations of sexual assault and abuse by Uber drivers. We're talking about over 100 where it's situational where a woman, typically a woman will be in an Uber. There might be uh, drugs or alcohol involved. 
but like a woman will either pass out in the Uber and wake up in a in a place that's unfamiliar, or it'll be a, maybe a situation where even the Uber driver is forcing himself on her. Like this is some crazy stuff. Yeah. So my question is like, how from a company, how what company perspective should there be with stuff like this? Like how how as a company do you remain clean when your employ? I can't even say employees, people that use your platform as a driver are committing these crimes. Yeah, it's almost like you, this is some of the the dangers of a giant sort of crowd. This is stuff that we. They didn't anticipate when you have Uber and then you have, you know, you choose your company, you get these drivers and you verification problem. When Uber grows at the rate it grew and you're in, you know, like almost 50 states and and like, you know, 500, 600 cities and, you know, thousands more around the world, all these drivers, like how do you possibly vet every single driver? You don't have the infrastructure to keep all these, an eye on all these drivers. Now they have the God eye and all that stuff, exactly. like, you know, but you, you don't do that. And, but to me, so it is a problem. It's a problem that it's something you have to figure out when you grow that 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 large. How do you keep an eye on those people? How do you vet all these people? Because yep. you know you have a situation where you you have, you know, it's a numbers game. You know, you're, like, you're like Walmart. You have you have thousands and thousands of employees. You know, exactly. and they're all they're all like Uber drivers. They're not like, and then they, you can't roll the like, hey, there's independent contractors. I don't know these guys. No, you brand them as your drivers. Right. Your whole thing is like, ride with me because we give you a safe ride. Right. And then I, we vetted these drivers and approve it. And then it's like this one story. It's where girl she passed out and woke up with a with a driver on top of her. No good. Like that's you know, all just, bad. Like you're, you you take an Uber because you're drunk and you want to be safe. Right. You put your address out. Your friend puts you in an Uber. Like that, that time you time you put me in an Uber. Like get him home. And I, what if you woke up and I was like, damn, Akili, <laughs> I got raped. Wow. That's <laughs> you know, horrible. I was passed out. It's that's terrible. Horrible. But um, but but here's the thing though. The, the other thing I'll say about Uber. <clears throat> I mean, the fish rots from the head, man. Uber is just has so many, you know, systemic like problems with their C-suite and with their like their management and it's all like all this harassment and all this like good old boys club and all this frat boy stuff and all and all, all the horrible things that they all the, the culture of Uber seems to be maybe they're changing now but seems to be that that was really well, I can't but I can't say that it's a it's a, a Uber centric uh like situation because it's, ha- it's happening with Lyft as well. It's happening with other right. other you know ride sharing apps. But I think obviously because Uber has the bad rap and has the hit, the long history of just you know bad shit happening. Like they're getting kind of like the yeah. hit, hit with the most of the you attention. But, but it's unfortunate that after all of that stuff and then and then it's like oh and their drivers are raping people like, <laughs> figures. Exactly. That's, what, that's how Uber does it. <laughs> Man, like that's so bad. That's really horrible for them. So I don't know. I don't. I, I, you know, Uber's also big, but I don't know. I'm, I have instincts that, like, Uber doesn't turn this shit around. Their PR over this last year is just... Like, they, well, they, I'll tell you how they are turning it around. They have a lot of other shit that they're doing that's not for, like, just commercial, direct, you know, B2C type of stuff, like business-to-consumer type of stuff. Um, beyond transportation in cities, they're actually trying to develop stuff um, in, in the aerospace industry. And so they've teamed up with NASA, and they have a service called Uber Air where they're trying to move rides to the sky right. and so they partnered with um uh, the u.s army the research arm and also like i said nasa to make that happen and i think this is more so uh future facing obviously that they're, they're hoping to have this this concept of uber air brought to market within the next five years and uh they want to be able to fly vehicles at least two thousand feet up and go about 150 miles per hour and on and able to travel about 60 miles and so uh the question is is like this is this is like kind of like an in, inverse of what we were talking about. This is like a good way of implementing this technology or implementing how you can disrupt transportation, not only you know through vehicles, autonomous, and, and they're also trying to do it with, with autonomous vehicles. But yeah. now they're trying to take that into the sky. Sure. What do you think? I think that this is great. I feel like ultimately Uber is going to be. I think in ten years Uber will be out of the rideshare business. I mean, they'll, well, like they won't be out of the rideshare business because they'll be autonomous. They'll have autonomous cars, and so I think the Uber probably is is thinking like, well, let's just ride this out because pretty soon all these drivers will be out here anyway because we'll be have autonomous cars or whatever, or uh, or we're we're not staying in this business much longer because we have other fish to fry. Right. I just I really wonder, like you know, you know, Uber is one of those words like. You know, it's like, part of Lexicon. like Kleenex and yeah, exactly. Q-tip. That is like you know, I'm, a, I'm an Uber somewhere. Yeah, you know, Uber me wherever you're yeah. going. 
So um, I don't know, man. I, I think I think I think I, I like where Uber is going as a as a company. I just really hope they have the leadership to to take them there. And I really hope that they can just shake all of this. Like, if I hear one more thing with Uber and misconduct, or Uber and sex, or Uber and rape, it's like how many of these stories I got to read? Yeah. You know, then it's like, oh, the drivers are they have 113 cases of, of, of you know. It's like what? Yeah. I don't know. Well, hey, I, I mean, I, I hear that point. You know, I'll, I echo that out as well. But I do like what they're trying to do. Now they're trying to push um, with the innovation, especially like in developing like the the Uber Air. It's like they have like it's almost like a helicopter, but yeah. they've developed something that makes it quieter. Because okay. if you're going to have all these in the city, yeah, like we don't want to be hearing, hearing all this noise pollution. So the technology is like, how can we have all this whisper mode? Pretty much, essentially. So that's what they're developing with the with the Uber Air. How they can have something that's quiet, something that can you know, easily land and easily, you know, deploy um, and, and do it in, in mass and in scale. And so I'm interested to see, you know, if they're able to come up with that. What right. you, think, you think that that's plausible in the next five years? I mean, like, as we've seen with, with, with Amazon, once you have enough capital and you spend enough money in R&D, you make a commitment that, like, we're going to spend, this is where the company's going, we're going to do this while doing this. I mean, I think anything's possible. I mean, Hell these, yeah. these companies are so big. And they're figuring out a way to just sustain and grow this business over here while still having enough capital to to innovate and, and, and create new areas of business. That's the way you. That's just growth one hundred and one. That's right. Amazon and Google are just very, very, been very playing the long game with all this stuff, man. I think that Uber could do that too. Hell yeah! Well, I'll tell you another company um, that is trying to uh, get more leverage, and that is it's actually two companies, Sprint and T-Mobile. Um, what, what carrier do you have? Phone carrier? Uh, I have... Uh, Verizon? Uh, Verizon. Yeah, I'm Verizon as well. So yes. the story is Sprint and T-Mobile, try this one. They're trying to essentially become one company. Um, there are four major carriers, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile. Right. And the, the, lowest, the, the lowest two, the bottom two are Sprint and T-Mobile, Sprint being the lowest. Um, and so, hey, they're saying we want to join forces because it will add more competition to the top, the top two, which are AT&T and Verizon. Right. And the government is saying the government has once said before, though, that, that that would be creating a monopoly and it would actually not make it more competitive, it would make it less competitive. Right. And so they said, well, let's try it again. So do you think that you think that'll happen this time? Yes, you do. I do. What? Wow. That surprises me. I do. Well, I tell do. me why. I, I just go back to Trump, man. Is now is the time. It's a business friendly time. The only thing Woo. that the only thing that works against their favor is because Trump is, <coughs> you know, was such a dick about blocking, you know, trying to block the uh the uh other merger, the uh AOL, you know, the uh Warner Brothers mer- the, that merger because uh he hates CNN. Right. So that he it, it'll be hard for him to sort of say this is fine when that isn't fine. But I just sort of say like it's just it's just money and it's like even just giant corporate sort of like business first consumer last moves. Every time I hear like the consumer's the loser, like I have zero faith that like this Trump administration is going to be like, oh, that the consumer's a loser. Well, let's not do that. It's like business, business, business. And so yeah, I, th- I, th- I think it could happen. But you know the big winner on this merger would be who's that? The big winner. It's the can you hear me now guy. Stop it. Because <laughs> he was at T-Mobile. Exactly. Exactly. And then he went to Sprint. And Verizon. now he's going to be like, oh, yeah. he's right. Verizon. Verizon. That's right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So now he's going to be like chilling. And Man, he's like, like yeah, I, I, worked for, I worked for all four. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't want this to happen. I just, I, I'm, I'm not to be just a super cynical thing, but I don't. I mean, but do you think, do you think if it did happen, say it did happen, is that going to affect our bottom line? Uh, say we're, we're team Verizon, right? We've been Verizon for years. Is that going to affect what we pay? Is it going to make the prices go up? Like, like... It, de- it depends on what, <clears throat> what T-Mobile and Sprint do to stay competitive. If they say, all right, we're going for the heads of Verizon and AT&T and we're offering some crazy deal because we're merged now. We have the ability to just lower our prices and, right. and, and try to like... But they're already lower. There's, like Sprint has the lowest and out of all four. And like, also the crappiest service, the exactly. crappiest um, customer service. But anyway, but like, but like, let's say they go, they really come out their heads. Does Verizon try to meet that? Do they go down? Do they say, oh, we can match you? I don't know. No, I, don't. I think because of what you said, terrible customer service, terrible service in general. Yeah. It's like, I mean, you got to have you got to have those things to like kind of like determine your price point. Like, if this shit sucks, like, why am I going to pay more for it? Man, my sprint, my last sprint deal like four years ago was the worst thing I ever did in my life, and it was in the iPhone. It was the worst with the iPhone. It was the war. It was all bad. It was all bad. Anyway, but yeah, we'll see. I, I, you know, 
I, when it says, I'm going to read this, and it says, uh, Sprint, you know, Sprint seems to be headed towards a battle with antitrust regulators. Well, who are these antitrust regulators? Maybe <laughs> the people who want to deregulate everything. Right. So I don't. I have a little faith in that, but we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Hey. Maybe. Well. Maybe. Uh, you know. Maybe the country's running in a way that I don't think it's running. There it is. Interesting story um, coming up uh, from Instagram. So Instagram is upgrading its uh, offen- offensive comment filter today. So what that means is is that what you, that Joe, you, Joe, cannot make insensitive comments on my Instagram page anymore. So if you do, Sorry. like, it'll be filtered out. You know, no one will be able to see it. I won't be able to see it. What what what's, what what is insensitive? So like, if you're saying something that's toxic or racially insensitive or sexually insensitive, is this being monitored by humans? Is it an algorithm? It's an algorithm that automatic automatically finds keywords and says, "Nah, you can't say shit like that on, on our platform." But is it like a keyword like 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 fuck or like like a bad mm, word? Is I don't think it, like I don't think it's a profane kill that nigger. Yeah, I think it's know? more like that. Whoa. <laughs> So I, got, I, I got possessed. Like, right. like, where did that come from? Whoa! <laughs> Jeez. Anywho, Instagram will be I'm filtering just trying, I'm trying, I'm just you trying to out. Figure out. <laughs> what? My gosh! What's also dope about the filtering is that it's going to launch in multiple languages. So it's not just English, but it's Spanish, Portuguese, Arabic, German, Russian, French, and yep. Japanese. And I think it's pretty cool. I mean, like, do, do you think this is... I mean, we talked about many times, especially, you know... When when uh, the election was being hacked with bots and, and all that stuff and right. having that technology being being able to like say like salacious and demeaning type of stuff on on Twitter and on Facebook, like having this type of thing, I think keeps the platform pure. It has, to some degree, you want purity. You want people to feel safe. You want people to feel um, like they won't be insulted or attacked. But on the other on the other stance, on the flip side of the coin, you want to be able to have the freedom to say what you want to say. Where do you stand on it? Uh, I'm I'm of two minds. I'm I'm really divided on this one. I don't. I just don't like. I, I'm already like on the fence of like there's a, a a bunch of humans sitting there being like, oh, this is offensive because there's a slide. I mean, some things are obviously offensive, but you know, there's some things that are said in jokes or are said in jest. So like well, contextual, right? It's all some things are contextual, and I don't know that humans. I, I certainly don't trust an algorithm to be able to get sort of uh, sarcasm or context or, you know, uh, tongue-in-cheek or, I mean, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to say that they're just going to filter out stuff. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, you know, this latest season of Black Mirror, uh, episode two, has a really great episode about that um, where you can put a filter in your child's, uh, like, like, so at uh, Jahi at this stage, you can put, like, a little chip inside his brain and anything that like he sees that it's guy so he sees a spider or a snake and he's like ah like you can delete dial, dial it down and like oh, it, it turns it, into it, something else a flower no, no it doesn't it just blurs it out oh. so if the snake is like rah and he's like ah but it's like blurred and he's like oh okay <laughs> and so and the and unintended and spoiler but the unintended consequences of this is you she this, this person goes through a lot of lessons and has no con- she's almost like a sociopath right because people are like hitting each other with blood she can't see blood she can't see anything right, right, right. And it's um, crazy. So anyway, the point is, is that like that's kind of like that. Into the consequences, you can't filter out the world. Wow. So I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm all for filtering out bullying comments. I'm all for not getting bullied on Instagram or Twitter or any of that shit. But, but I, I think that's more. I don't, I don't think I don't, it's like a general. End. I don't think it's a general band aid for that. I think it's just like, hey, if if you're saying something that is like clearly, clearly in attack mode, right? right. Like you can't have that on the platform. So. I think I don't know how it works. Maybe we need to do more investigation on our end. Yeah. But I think it's. I think it. I think it will have some type of flexibility in what it filters out and doesn't filter out. Because that would suck if you can't. If I can't tell you, I'm gonna beat you up when I'm just playing. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Take out filter. It's, it's a little bargle. Right. Exactly. What did Keely say? <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Uh, yeah. That, that, that's my concern. It's like I don't. You know. Hey man. Well, your boy Warren Buffett, man. He's or if spent... I do my, my my classic my classic joke, kill that nigger. <laughs> All right, Doc. <laughs> I can't tell. I can't take it anymore. I'm serious. Holy smokes. Uh, it's not cont- we, are it's not contextual. On, we are on fire it's not today. Contextual. All right, anyway, man, your boy Warren Buffett is spending money, man. Hey, he's got, he's, he's in, got to spend. 
man, he's investing. He he already invested and bought 75 million shares of Apple, my man. That is huge, and it's going to push them to be the first company. Apple is going to be the first company to cross the threshold of one trillion dollars market capitalization. Now you know this. You know Buffett is is pretty uh, a pretty Savvy. much a, pretty much a sniper in this game. Savvy investor. Um, he's been doing it for decades. And yeah, man, like you could, you could do worse. If you put your money where he's putting his money, you could do worse in life. So, I guess my question is like, so Apple's been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Why is he doing it now? Uh, Especially he, when Apple is not killing it like he's done in previous years. I think that he knows something that we don't know mm-hmm. because he's Warren Buffett, and that's kind of his job to know that. I think that he is reading the tea leaves onto Apple's next move, which is a content move. Um, I mean, they're 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 primarily in the hardware business, hardware, 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 um, and they're they're also in the consumer the consumer electronic <laughs> business, you know, uh, with uh, you know with iPhones. But their next move is content. They are really going to try to be they're coming for Netflix and they're coming for Hulu and they're coming for everyone else. So, uh, looking at the brand, looking at the investment that they need to make and want to make in that space, looking at their penetration they already have in international as a brand and, and goodwill, you would think that once they roll out their version of Netflix, it's going to kill, especially yeah. if they have some good programming. I think that they're really trying to see them do that. So I think that Warren Buffett is really betting on that next evolution because hmm. if you someone told Warren Buffett that, like, hey, you should bet on this this small DVD rental place called Netflix... You know, it, he but because they're going to grow to be the the largest you know sort of uh, network you know and, and subscription service in history and change the entire game. He would have done it. So someone now is saying, "Hey, Apple's getting in that game." Well, I just saw a video of him because like one of one, the interviewer asked him like, "Well, how come you passed on Amazon or how come you passed right. on Facebook?" And he right. was like, "Because he couldn't see it. He couldn't see how it would evolve and develop and be such a, I guess, a penetrating force mean, in the mean, landscape." Back then, you mean? Yeah, back then. Oh yeah, it's, impo- it's impossible. It's impossible oh, to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm saying, like, you know, I guess what my, my scenario was if he had a burden to show, if he can go back in time and do that with those companies, not just Netflix. I think now he sees, like, shit, I know, I, I know what this looks like. I know, I know where this game is going. And you tell me that Apple's is, and Tim Cook is like, no, we're about to kill it, bro. We're about to really kill it. And the one was like, shit. All man, right, let me get on board. Let me get on board then. And I, I think that that's what this is about. So I think that, like, that, that that's a, a good sign. And I would suggest that uh, you all, we all buy some stock in Apple. Hey, man. Well, we ain't we ain't buying seventy five million nah, shares though. We are not buying seventy five million shares. <laughs> and, he, and he said, "I'm still not done buying. I'm gonna buy. I'm gonna buy aggressively some, some more shares, but at a different time." Yeah. So, like the amount that he bought, he owns four percent of Apple now. He owns four percent of it. That's crazy. Wow. Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> Too bad his kids, and that's his kids. Don't he's not he's not leaving any money to his kids. Either. Exactly. Every time the next video, he only paid for their college. The kids are like, damn. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Anywho, uh, man, I don't know if you caught this, though. This is really cool. Um, Google has developed um, a program that can pass as uh, artificial intelligence can pass as a human voice on the phone. But like literally it sounds like a human. So they did they did a a demonstration where uh, the, the AI called and essentially made an appointment, made a hair appointment. And like literally the AI was having a conversation with the, you know, with the person that was, you know, taking the appointment, whatever. And like all the nuances, like doing like, uh, uh uh-huh, doing all sorts of stuff like that. Like, but like perfectly timed, the intonations were right. Um, And then they they, they also did one where where he called uh, like, I think like a Chinese restaurant. He was trying to make a reservation. And like the, the lady who answered the phone didn't speak that you know, very good English or whatever. And so she was like, what, what are you like? There was like a discrepancy of what, what the AI was trying to say and what she was interpreting. And the AI still figured out a way to have the conversation. Wow. So switch to Cantonese. (laughs) (laughs) So people are kind of in an uproar because it's like, Hey, if we've reached this part of the technology where we can't even distinguish if, if this voice we're hearing on the phone is a real person or, or a robot, like that could be really scary. Like so, like how do we regulate that? That's the question. It's very scary. You talk about these robocalls as they exist. You talk about like election stuff. I, you know, I don't know, man. It's just, it's really scary. I think I don't know how you regulate that. I don't know how do you say. 
I feel like that they should say this is a, this is an AI person, right? Notify it from the jump. Yeah, but but only but even then, I mean, there's gonna be plenty of people who just are lonely and want to know they'll be able to talk to their AI person. I mean, like, right. what's the next evolution of this? Of course, is Google Assistant right. that is like and just have a full conversation with. That's you. right. It'll I be mean, like what's our movie? Um, her, her, exactly. Yeah, that, that that's kind of what's that's what's next. And if you have. Like this is the, this is the, where AI is like really so close to like connecting all these dots because if you have a Watson that can solve anything or ask any questions and then you put a real voice and then you figure out a way for them to read human responses and then calculate what a response should be based on the the the, the you know the hundreds of thousands of options and they can do it in one second like the human brain can do or faster than human or faster than the human yeah. brain uh, in multiple languages I mean what are we talking about here this is really so 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 should should we develop it where like it, like again it notifies you before you hop on the call hey I'm yeah. an AI um, I'm not I'm not human or should it have like a, a robotic no voice? I, I think I think it, I think it's fine because this is where we're going to have the human voice but hmm. you should you should know that you're not talking to a real person. Dang. I think you should know. And I think that, and frankly, I don't think people are going to care. Really? I, I think people just lonely. People, people are lonely. Like, oh, really? What, what are you doing? You know, robo or whatever. And I'll just have a conversation. I mean, we. So if you, ha- you, you could have a surrogate Joe Braswell voice, go handle that meeting for me. Yeah. Go pitch that product. <laughs> go pitch that TV show real quick. I'm busy, bro. <laughs> I'm busy. How'd it go? How'd it go? Show me the data. Like, no, stop it. <laughs> you fucked up the pitch, man. Oh, what did, what did, what did it say? What did it say? <laughs> Shit. I should have did it myself. Yeah. I mean, I. that's that's where we're headed. I mean, damn. I don't know. This, this whole thing is like, I just don't know that. I, I actually didn't see the demonstration. I think. Is there, oh, you got to watch it. This video of the demonstration. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. I got to watch it. Like, it is, uh, it's, it's, it's just scary to me. I think it's, I think it's amazing technology. I just, wow. Where how we're just getting closer and closer to singularity, man. We're getting closer and closer to that Matrix moment, to that uh, Cyberdyne uh, Skynet moment, man. And and then, then what's gonna happen, man? For real, you know, when when AI starts talking to each other and talking to other computers around the world, and they start like making their own calculations, yeah, exactly. Like these guys are expendable. Right. Like, we don't need you. Yeah, and they can start you know, manufacturing, you know. Synthetic humans on their own, yeah, because that's going to be automated at some point too. Three D printing stuff. That's right. That's right. Like what? Yeah, yeah I don't cool. know, man. Hey, Elon Musk says we got to be careful. Elon Musk knows what he's talking about. Yeah, man. Gotta he, be careful. I, I watched too much, too much uh, Terminator Two and too man. much uh, Matrix to not be afraid. Yes, sir. All right. Well, I'll tell you one thing that's really dope, and that is a podcast on AfterBuzz TV, and the podcast is called Conversation with Maria Menounos, yep. Yep. Um, podcast edition. And it drops every Friday on iTunes. And it's a really, really great podcast because it features celebrity and influencer interviews. Um, and it, it gives you, like, incredible tips on how to be, be better and evolve in all aspects of your life. And we're talking about from health to wellness to finance to your career, relationships, and a bunch more. It's like having Maria as your big sister or a mentor. Yep. And, like, she just gets in there and, like, really opens you up and, like, gets you to envision things that you didn't necessarily know. I think it's a great uh, podcast, so I, I I would encourage everyone to go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos. It's free. Uh, be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let them know that Maria let 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 them know that Maria told us we sent you there. And uh, yeah, check out Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. It's really 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 awesome. Jane, Jane of all trades, also another 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 slash or polymath, you know, host, actress, author, producer, CEO. Like she's 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 got a lot. Um, to, to offer, so yeah, check it out. It's good. Yes, sir. So, are you hip to uh, Cobra Kai? Yes, Karate I, Kid. I haven't YouTube Red. I haven't peeped it yet, but I'm I'm probably gonna peep it like this weekend. Okay. Or like I I, I got friends. Everybody who's my age who, who watched it sort of said that they binged it in like a day or a weekend. Do they like it? They love it. Okay. I mean, I mean, pe- I mean, I, people are like. You know, it it it's really just a testament to where YouTube Red is going because it's, it's they spent some money. It looks like a Netflix show. It doesn't feel like some YouTube. You know, thing. yeah, I saw the trailers. It looked a little pretty um, cool. But I think that the where they've gone with these characters, which is basically sort of like their best, both their best years were their glory days of high school. Yeah. And now they're kind of just a couple dudes in the valley. Yeah. Which is, you know, we all know those dudes in the valley. Exactly. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I love it, and I also love. You know, I you know, I've spent so much time in the San Fernando Valley. I, I do like seeing the San Fernando Valley like in the '80s and seeing it now, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, well, this article is dope to me because it it posed the question like, 
well, at least for me, like growing up in the eighties, like the the movies that you know resonated with me were not animations. They were like real live action films, yep. like E.T., yep. like The Karate Kid, like Indiana Jones. Versus now, this this generation and previous generations, like they grow up watching cartoons essentially yep. that have more of a comic comical silly type of stance. Versus this had serious tone, dealt with issues, and you were able to absorb that as a kid. Do you think that kids these days are missing out on on dope content like this? Yeah, it's interesting because they're, 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 we're not. I don't know what that. Well, we do have the whole YA revolution, you know, the Maze Runners and 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 uh, you know, uh, Hunger Games and all that stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there, there's in Twilight, so there is some material that comes out of books that are aimed at sort of preteens and teens. But nothing that, like, The Karate Kid was a movie that was, I don't know if that movie gets made today, because it's a right. movie that's not necessarily for adults, but it's a, but it's a super heavy, thing, you know. Well, the one with Jaden got made recent It recent did a times. remake. But, yeah. I mean, but, but, but I guess what I'm thinking about, like, you know, because of the reboot of that, but I'm saying, what's, what's, what's this generation's Karate Kid? What is a movie right, that right. is basically starring a bunch of, even Goonies, for that matter? What's right. a movie that's basically starring, or, or Lost Boys? Exactly. Where it's a bunch of kids, right. but the material is presented as if it's for adults. But frankly, if you're 40 years old or well, 30 years would, old, are you, it would be you, Stranger Things. But even, yeah. even you can't really but that's say all that. nostalgic. That's, exactly. that, that's, that's built for guys. Exactly. You know, From our, our yeah. yeah. The, the, you know, those kids in Stranger Things are the exact same age as me. That's true. Like, uh, in age-wise and everything. Right. So uh, I, I look at that like, yep, in 1983, that's exactly what I was doing. But um, some old. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Like I don't. You, it's, it's a, I don't know the kind of because I think about the Karate Kid. That's a movie that was for kids. But like I said, if you're at the time, if you're you know 40 years old, you're not going to go see the Karate Kid. You're right. taking your kids to see the Karate Kid. If you're 35, you're not going to see the Karate Kid. Right. 30. You know, you saw the Karate Kid, kid if you're like 15, yeah, and because your parents took you, or you went yeah. to go see the Karate Kid. It's a different model. We're not really making films like that for for that generation, or even, you know. I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to it's hard for me to agree with that, but because like, well, give me an example. You, so like, ET that wasn't for adults. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's the same type of thing, same yeah. type of premise, like. Like it's just, it's clearly like the the protagonists are kids, well, yeah. But it's it's entertainment for everybody. Let me, let me let me let me let me recalibrate that. What I'm saying is this is they're making these movies that work for that that, that are adult themes, but work for they're aimed at kids with adult themes. Right. And they work across the board. Right. You know the way Pixar puts a bunch of jokes in for exactly. parents. You know? Exactly. But like, but or, these, or would that kind of be like the Avengers? It does both. Yeah, I think that that's probably the closest thing to that because that's pretty like you know like those are clearly for kids, but those are like very serious, dark movies of right. consequences. So I mean, yeah, I guess that would, that would be an example of that. But like outside of the superhero universe, I mean, what what's, what are we talking about? You're right. I mean, that's wh- true. Wh- where's our Karate Kid? That's true. Um, and nostalgia is huge, and you know, bringing all this stuff back, and you know, look, our, our generation X, we, I want to see all that shit back. Bring for it sure. all back. Bring it all back. You know? That's my question. My next question to you. So. Like this model that a lot of the streaming platforms are doing now, where they're taking legacy content or nostalgic content that was once like released as a movie, as a standalone, and they're and they're making it serialized, mm-hmm. making making it episodic. Do you mm-hmm. think that the, the strategy? I mean, clearly we've seen the strategy multiple times mm-hmm. in the last few years, but do you think this is something we'll we'll begin to see more and more of? Yes, I mean because it's working. Yeah, it's just it's just flat out working. Whether you're bringing back. Things but like Ghostbusters didn't really work. Well, yeah, but but you know that's an execution issue. Right. I mean, that could have worked, but that wasn't serialized, so that's not a good example. Yeah, but 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 even like whether you're, whether you're bringing back old shows like Will and Grace and Roseanne, and, and, and which are hits, um, or you're taking movies and then re, you know taking that subject matter and stretching it out to something new. Right. I mean, I mean that all that all works, man. Yeah. I, I feel like that that this, this, I, that that's a smart business. I mean, like, I mean as a you know, child of baby boomers, and then and, and having my pop culture adolescence be just watching a bunch of baby boomer nostalgia. Like, how, how many like shit about the fifties? And I'd watch in the seventies, and the sixties, and the ninety. You know, in the nineties, and like you know, in Vietnam, and they had a whole like thirty movies on Vietnam, and thirty movies on the sixties and hippies, and in the seventies it was all American Graffiti and Happy Days, and like so. I mean, the nostalgia is not new. Like people right. want to bring that back, and right now it's all about the. When right now, frankly, it's all about the '90s, not even the '80s anymore. It's really so, all about the '90s. It's true. So, um, 
yeah, I mean, you'll see more and more of this. Just by my house, they opened up the Save by the Max, the Save by the Bill Cafe. Wow. You know, and it's like packed out. You can't even get in there. Wow. And it's like, you know, so that's, you know, so it's, I, I think it's great. I think we'll see a lot more of it because it's smart business until it, just, it always boils down to the execution. If you told me they were going to bring back the Karate Kid on YouTube, make it a series, I was like, right. I'm like, nah. Right, right, right. But apparently the execution is great. Hey, tell me, do you think that this execution is great? So DC, I don't know if you heard, but they're announcing their own streaming service, and they're calling it the DC Universe. Is this something that will work? I mean, we're going to see properties like the Titans, maybe Supergirl, uh, maybe uh, even Superman on there. Um, Do you think that this, I mean, obviously they're trying to still, I mean, they're trying to compete against, you know, Marvel and Disney having their own streaming platform. Do you think that this platform is attractive? Do you think they have the right intellectual property that it'll work? Uh, it remains to be seen. But just so I'm clear, we talk about live action stuff. Live action and animation. Like they, they have a they have a live action one for Titans. They have oh. a Swamp Thing coming. Uh, um, Titans are Titans. Are, that's that's my that's my shit. Yeah, I love Teen Titans. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know about this, but yeah, I want to see kind of like I know you're super heavy into comics. Yeah, uh, it's been the execution. I feel like that the the DC. Uh, the DC Universe has done a fantastic job on television with Greg Berlanti, like the way they've done that, although I don't always agree with sort of like their their approach. But, I mean, you can't argue with Green Arrow, Flash, Le- Le- uh, Le- uh, Legends, Supergirl. Those are all hits. Black Lightning. But define a hit, though. Define a hit when you when you go across the the river to, to Marvel Land. You know what I'm saying? Well, but 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 on but but all those are like hit television shows. Okay, okay, those are those are, those are like bona fide hit television shows with huge fan bases and profitable hit television shows. On the feature side, the whole you know the Zack Snyder verse is a disaster. So hopefully they can sort of clean that up. But yeah, I think that they have the properties. It's all about execution. It's very similar to what. You know, I, I, the way the way Marvel did their Netflix shows, like those are all excellent, with the exception of Iron Fist, and they're all they're all excellent. And I thought, like, you know, uh, well, we, you got most of them. I, like I was signed up for the for like for season one of most of them, but then like these season twos, I'm like whatever. Like uh, um, the Jessica Jess- Jones, Man, it's I haven't like, watched it yet. Well, it's like whatever. Okay. All right, yeah. I, I, I really like Jessica Jones season one. I haven't right. got season okay. two, um, but. But 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 in their initial run, they they did a, they've done a good job. And For so, sure. So if DC, I feel like DC is looking at the Netflix version of that, which is streaming, and saying we own these properties. Let's try to do that. What, have, what I'm saying is, are you going to pay five bucks, ten bucks, just for this? If they move all, I mean, look, if I'm a fan and they moved all, if they if the only place I could watch Supergirl, Flash, Green Arrow, uh, all, all that shit, the only place I could watch it was there, and they did take it off of uh, CW, they took it off, you know, then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, and, and they continue to come with all this stuff. I think there's, I think there's a market for that. So, like, so, so, we talk about cutting the cord and you know having a lower, a monthly payment in terms of the content that you have access to, and not not having a cable, right? Not having cable, mm-hmm. not paying sixty to hundred bucks a month. So, like, hey, so you're gonna have a DC streaming platform. You're gonna have a Marvel <laughs> streaming platform. You're gonna pay for all this shit. Oh, I don't know, man. <laughs> Mm. That's just that's just comics, dog. Yeah, <laughs> there's some decisions have to be made at some point. I mean, look back in the old days. I mean, you know, you're playing cable, and then my cable at one point my cable was like one seventy nine, <laughs> and I was like, why is my cable one hundred seventy dollars a month? What is happening? Yeah, every channel, <laughs> like, what is going on? So now it's way back, way down that I've cut cords, but. Who knows? By the time I get done with all this shit, it may be built back up. So I don't know. You have choices to make, but that's a, that's the key word. There's choice, 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 and choice. So what are you what are you saying? What are you forecasting with Solo Star Wars story? You think it's going to be a smasher? I don't know. I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to be a good movie. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a smasher in terms of that. It's weird. I think everyone's going to go see it. I think it's going to be a good movie. I think Rod Howard doesn't rarely makes bad movies. I think the interesting Han Solo. It's written by Lawrence Kasdan, who basically created the modern version of Han Solo. Like all the stuff in Empire Strikes Back is is, is Kasdan. So, uh, I mean, yeah, like, I, I think I like. Look, everything's right. I don't really love the lead. I don't, I don't really love the guy who's playing Han Solo, but maybe he'll win me over. Um, I'm rooting for it. It's hard to say. I guess what I'm where I'm at is I. It's going to be a good movie, whether or not fans come out and like make it another record breaker, or if it does the business that even Rogue One did. 
But that's what that's the barometer. Can these because because really we're talking about what we're talking about is can can these star not Star Wars movies survive? This, right. is, this is the second of a Star Wars story. Right. Rogue One was one. Right. Solo's another. They, right. they want to keep doing them. Exactly. They want to figure them all out and keep yep. doing these stuff that because they, they you know they want more franchises. So the real thing is, will it do as well as Rogue One? If, that's it, a good if question. it does, then we're in business. That's, I I don't know. What do you think? I, I agree with those sentiments completely. I feel like that is a barometer. It has to at least match that. I mean, I think if it goes below that, it's not going to be a good look, especially with, you know, record-breaking record breaking, um, movies of Black Panther and, you know, the Avengers. It has to have some type of momentum to carry it to the next one. And so I hope that, you know, it has the all, all the, the things that we like about Star Wars integrated in its DNA. Um, right. But, yeah, man, I mean, I'm excited to see it. Like yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, our boy. Um, just like we started the show talking about Childish Gambino. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess we can end it that way too. Do you think that he, um, playing the role of uh, Lando, do you mm-hmm. think that he is going to destroy just destroy this character? Is he going to kill it? Man, he's going to kill it. Like he's, I mean, it, I mean, I I can't even think of a more perfect casting. Like anywhere to say a young Lando Calrissian, and you got Donald Glover. I mean, he look, I, it's not couldn't be more perfect. And I remember two years ago when he got announced that they had that picture of him in some New York coffee shop with him and Billy D like having a coffee. Like, <laughs> so he's doing the yeah. he's doing the research yeah, and he's yeah. doing like you know. And Billy D is far from Lando these days. I mean, right. he's not. He's far from Billy D. Right. But when Billy D was popping in the seventies and eighties, sure. like, there was no cooler motherfucker around. So I think that like I think that. Cap- capturing the the essence of Lando is just sort of like an indescribable level of cool. Yeah, it was just like a like a super fly cool. The cape, the <laughs> voice, like it was that's that's like ninety percent of the character. I know, you know, and so uh, I think that I think he can do that. I think he can really do that. So the, so the article is arguing that hey, it should really be you know the, the the Lando movie you know because I guess his his character his story arc is more uh, dynamic in terms of just like how he kind of went from being the smuggler to yeah. being you know a government administrator to you know being a, the people's savior the people's champ essentially General Calrissian exactly <laughs> so do you I mean I mean. Is that would that be on your wish list? Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's gonna happen. I mean, I mean, really? Oh, it's it's, it's oh. a stone cold lock that you know they'll they'll do another so well. Well, it remains to be seen whether they'll do another solo movie, right? If it, and so if the next one will be solo, and people are saying the next one will be solo and Lando, and then we'll go to Lando or whatever. Like we want to see, you know, people want this to be a trilogy. They want to make it from a Han and Chewie movie into more like a Han and Lando movie. Right. Um, sort of like more of a buddy thing. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. Uh, could he get, could Lando get a standalone movie and carry it and make, and people see it? Absolutely. I yeah. mean, I think that especially, especially in the wake of Black Panther. For sure. You know, you get like a Ryan Coogler to come direct Lando. Yeah. Shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, really like that. What, I mean, what are we talking about? Like that, that, that's where it's at. So, <laughs> that would be crazy. Yeah, I mean, like that. You know, I think that after even execs at this point, after after Black Panther, the, the no, and then Luke Cage, the success of Luke Cage on TV and Black Panther. I think that like Black Lightning, Black Lightning. People yeah. are like, yo, uh, who else we got black? Who's black? Right. You know, now let's make up somebody black because you know. Hey, well, I think you 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 you. you. You, you nailed it into the into the wood on that one. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see the movie. So we will obviously give you our reviews when we when we see it on yep. the show. But uh, I think that kind of wraps it for us, man. Where can the people find you? Uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Joe K Braswell. Yes, sir. And Filter you can... out comments. Oh no. <laughs> Triple filter. Yeah, well, I won't say it. I won't say that again. <laughs> Y'all can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A K I L I S H I N E. As always, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Please comment, and we will see you and talk with you next week. Peace. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.